Hello and welcome to another episode of Akira Minute, the only English language podcast where we dissect the landmark cyberpunk dystopian classic Akira, one minute at a time. I'm Richard Dunham from DunhamRC.com. And I'm Jack Stovold from TheApeCast.Libson.com. And I'm Todd Lucas from I'm Edge Tomorrow Forsyth. Minute. Oh, and I'm Dave Forsyth, also from Edge of Tomorrow Minute. <laughs> also like to talk over people. I'm anxious. Yeah. <laughs> Again, those, I, those uh, multiple timelines collapsing. Yeah, I, I have very strong feelings about Skype right now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you usually use? Well, I use Zoom, but it, 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 I have strong feelings about it when I'm using it, too. So. Oh, right, sure. <laughs> Why can't everything just be perfect? That's all I'm asking. Is that too much? Like, why doesn't nobody thought of that? <laughs> well, thanks for coming back and joining us on this Tuesday, where we're talking about Minute 57 of Akira, which starts with Kaneda standing in the sewer water next to a spinning hover bike, and it ends with Kay asking Kaneda to turn up the volume. <laughs> Crank it, dude! <laughs> I love this track. This freedom lot? <laughs> This hover bike goes up to 11. <laughs> Pump up the volume. Starring Christian Slater as Canada. <laughs> that would probably work. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, if, they'd, if they'd rushed through the Hollywood live-action remake <laughs> like in, in the 90s, that would have been pretty... That would have worked, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Hot off the heels of his stellar appearance in Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country. <laughs> He was in that? Holy crap. Yeah, he's in that for like what one, oh, one minute. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's like the the Daniel Craig in <laughs> of uh in uh, Force Awakens. And okay. the reason is because his mother, Mary Jo Slater, was the casting director for that film. Yeah. Aha. Okay, yeah, I never noticed. I've only seen that movie twice and the last time was probably at least a decade ago, so <laughs> it's always it's always very shocking when you see it. I'm like what? Yeah, that's today, not supposed to happen. we're going to talk about that minute of... No, Star Trek. No. Uh, I'm no. down. You guys are. <laughs> as long as we follow it up with uh, Winona Ryder in the... Uh, right. 2009, the right? Yeah. Right. But anyway, <laughs> Kaneda, our Christian Slater, uh, he finds the gun trigger, like, immediately. Yeah. Like, as soon as he grabs the bike, the hover bike, he's... He's on that trigger. Yeah, I'm. I'm wanting to to say that he, you know, just kind of clutched onto the handle, and that was where the trigger was. But there's a he obviously grabs it, and there's a split second before he starts firing it. So he's obviously moved his finger around to find the trigger on purpose. Yeah, he's probably like eyeing it as he walks up to the as he walks up to the bike. So uh, it says a lot about Canada. Like he can, he's ready to fight. He can find the gun trigger right away, but he can't find the brakes. The guy just doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> uh, doesn't aim very well, and Kay seems very, very lucky. Seems like she should be in pieces. Yes. <laughs> at least shot once. She should have yeah. caught at least one of those rounds, but I guess she's just really skinny. 
goes right between those two. I think <laughs> oh, the one, the one, the one that got that thigh gap. Yeah. With those Japanese, <laughs> the one that passes her, want. I think, is the one that takes the speeder driver that's behind her, because he he just takes one and it flips him backwards. Yeah, she's wearing safety orange though, so everyone knows you can't be shot if you're wearing safety orange. <laughs> Tell that to Cancer Man. <laughs> that must oh, be it. Ooh, sorry, Cancer Man. <laughs> yeah. What was Cancer Man's name again uh, last week? Uh, Shimazaki. Shimazaki. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'd forgotten that. I had uh, haven't watched the. I watched the first part trying to find some of these names, and after about twenty minutes and not finding very many, I gave up on the finding names part. I, he's just Rat Tooth McGuy to me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, that's why we call him Cancer Man because we didn't have a name for him. Yeah. Yeah, and when he first appeared, he was just the smoker. Maybe the smoker. In death, he can have a name. His name was Shimazaki. His name was Shimazaki. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking. I thought you were soliciting donations to the to the Buddhist temple to give him his his posthumous name. I'm just explaining the rules of the space monkeys. <laughs> right, the Buddhist name that you have to pay through the nose for the death name. Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Crazy stuff. Some weird, wild stuff. So is the hoverbike pilot or driver, is he actually hit by Canadas? It looks like it takes him right in the chest. Does it? Because okay. yeah, he seems to pitch back off the bike, and that's why the bike kind of upends and shoots straight into the ceiling there. So Right. So this guy did not have his safety harness on. Well, he might have. He might have just been dragged by it when it went up like that. <laughs> and caught in the fireball. That's true. These safety harnesses don't feel very safe, yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that they combust so well, so easily. <laughs> yes. Ah, I mean... In a very wet environment. Yeah. It's in the future. Why aren't these electric? Why is everything f- just filled to the gills with fossil fuels now, and this, explosives? This is actually two years ago, so it's not the future. I know. For them, it was, <laughs> for them, it was 30 years in the future, right? Right. I, okay, I'm sorry. I don't see where he... Gets it in the chest. You it, you can't really see. That's what I was saying. But he the way he pitches back, yeah. it looks like it gets him and not the, the way bike. He pitches back. Yeah, I was I was wondering if he actually got hit or if he if he was just thrown by that uh, plume of water fired up and there's just more evidence for how ill suited <laughs> these other vehicles I, are for this. I tend to give people the benefit of the doubt way too much. You know, I was gonna say you know he literally got shot and that's why that thing happened. But yeah, he could just suck. Be afraid of water? I don't know. <laughs> uh, we'll write in the report that he got shot. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> well, he knows what's in that water. You'd be afraid of it, too. So. <laughs> uh, 59, we hardly knew you. They do come down the tunnel in order, too, don't they? They're like, yeah, it's like 57, 58, and then 59. Yeah. Well, I, I guess I'm assuming the second guy was 58. I don't know if we can actually saw his number. But. Well, because the one that Kaneda and Kay depart on is 57 okay yeah 50, was, no it's 59 sorry it's 59 it's 59 yeah, yeah. okay so Nine, yeah 94 that's nice of them yeah <laughs> makes it yeah, easy it's... to understand mm-hmm. well, it's nice of them to line up and try to take on the heroes one at a time <laughs> that too well i guess probably you don't want too many of these things flying around in one tunnel at the same time either <laughs> sounds like probably a recipe not. for disaster yeah one one at a time seems too many yeah yeah. So the the physics of Canada picking up K don't <laughs> quite <laughs> land for me. It seems um, a tad unrealistic. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he still hasn't gotten the bike out of the water, though. It's basically just motorboating, so he's just... I don't think he's actually picking her up all so much as getting her hand on the railing so she can haul herself out. Maybe. Maybe. It's definitely the most anime shot of the of this chunk here right i mean it's it's got all the speed lines it's got the zoom in on the on the face it, it's very uh you know stereotypical yeah yes it's dynamic exactly <laughs> yeah i mean it sure looks like he's lifting her up entirely with one arm by her arm which is amazing for both yeah, of them that's gonna end poorly yeah. for yeah one of them at least <laughs> And she's in the water, too, so she'll have that extra resistance on her. Right. And wet yeah. clothes. Mm. Yeah, she's going to be chilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's our main problem right here. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it's so cold. I feel cold. This minute, though, is a personal favorite in the movie. It's a beautiful, beautiful shot when he pulls her up on the cycle and it, like, zooms into her face. She has the glint in her eyes. It's like a, it's a magical moment in crisis, and I think it's a pivotal moment where they grow closer, and it'll be something they remember forever for the rest of their lives. Probably this one, this one moment. You're talking about Kay and Kyoko? <laughs> no spoilers. No. <laughs> it's, it's 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 the very next shot. Like they cut <laughs> from Kay's face to Kyoko. That. I mean, everything you just said seems to apply. They're made, this is where they make their, their, their first connection. Well, that's also true, but I'm, I'm sp- talking about two different Ks. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably the glint that you see in her eyes is probably Kyoko's glint, right? That's... Uh, I don't want to believe that. Oh, okay. Maybe. She, no, a... Kyoko's, she's not there yet. She's, oh. She doesn't have the psionic eyeshadow yet, so or mas- mascara. There is sort of a... A nice, there's a nice moment between Kay and, and Kaneda earlier in the, like at the very beginning of this minute too, where the two Ryus are sort of calling to, to Kay and she hesitates for a minute and calls back to Kaneda. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, it, you know, he was sort of brought along on this as an expendable scapegoat, right? So that they could pin it on him if they got caught to be like, oh, they were looking for his friend. He made friend, us all come right. here and do this. And, yeah. and she's, not wanting to abandon him you know she's grown attached enough to him to at least hesitate for a second right um, she, bef- she yeah. cares about him to some degree now yeah I yeah think. yeah i mean y- you see a pretty boy like that jumping through the air to save you on a <laughs> sky motorcycle <laughs> yeah it's, maybe he's not totally full of shit yeah, I mean, yeah he's, exactly. he's covered in shit right now but he's not full of shit <laughs> So, Jack, what do you... She uses Kaneda-kun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you... I, I'm kind of going back and forth. Is that, like, a term of familiarity? Or is that, like, um, still kind of preserving a little bit of distance? Or maybe both? It's kind of both. But, it, like, to me, it feels more like... Of the two, I'd say it indicates more of a... It feels like she's getting closer to him. You know, in the way that... Uh, like a teacher might start caring yeah. more about a particular student or something instead of just or like a senpai kohai thing, right? She's like so. He's she's like the <laughs> in the wire. You know they call it. Uh, you know having a rabbi in the organization. Like uh, so, she's like his guide or mentor. 
I guess is the regular English word that I finally <laughs> thought of uh, for him in this uh, in the resistance yeah. cell. That's, yeah, yeah, that's and uh, it's kind of charming to me. It feels more than anything. It makes it seems to me like her starting to call him that means she feels a little bit of responsibility, right, for him. Like we we brought you here. I can't just you know let you die or whatever. So yeah, it just indicates a little bit more of a, like a caring and closeness. I think. But yeah, like when they get on the motorcycle, it's just, or motorcycle, the <laughs> flying motorcycle. So it's, I don't know, for, for me, just <laughs> this minute just really kind of captures that rare fleeting moment that you see in a film where it like catapults you in the world, pure emotion, like brings me back to this feeling for an expression of yearning, like these pivotal moments in your life that uh, you don't really know how to describe them. But it's like you're accessing some higher level feeling. It's and it kind of brings me back to like the feeling I first felt when I started getting into anime. I'd feel that a lot. Which I don't now, so it's <laughs> like it's like a rare to get that feeling back. And this, I don't know, it's all like in her face in this moment, like the water splashing around, getting on the spike, and then they're like as they fly through the Death Star, they're like uh, <laughs> now now it feels like they're a team, you know. Turn the, yeah. They're listening to the radio yeah. together. They're trying to figure out how to drive the car. They're they're uh, they're they're getting closer. I like it. So it's a it's low key a favorite minute of mine from the whole movie. Just it's really cool. I'm glad to be here for that. <laughs> I would never have suspected this was anybody's favorite, but you know now I hear you talk about it. I, I can rethink that. <laughs> it's not my. My, my favorite, but it's it's one of my favorites. And yep. It's just all about that expression of Kay as she's being pulled up on this motorcycle. It's just like a it's a magical little moment in time that, that I don't think I ever noticed. It's one of my 120 most favorite minutes of this movie. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's right up there. Top 100, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, speaking of favorites, though, that sound effect or music cue. Yeah. That we mentioned in the last minute pops up again here. Oh, the woo. Yeah, right. yeah. Right as the cut to Kyoko happens, actually. So it it's, again, that sort of Doppler energy ring out thing, except this time it's psychic, maybe. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah, that's true. Like, before I thought it might have been something like, you know, the hover bike, like, suddenly... What's the word for going down really fast? Descending. 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 Dropping. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, Richard, we're Falling out of the time sky. English. <laughs> Falling out of the sky. Going down really fast. Uh, I thought it might be like something related to that, but uh, that doesn't seem to be what's happening right here. So Yeah. yeah. It's sort of what led me to think it might be part of the soundtrack, but if it's not part of the soundtrack, then it's obviously a, meant to key some other something. Yeah. You know, it means something. I don't know what, but something. So, like, why is Kyoko, like, making this connection right at this? She seems, she has, like, this shocked look on her face. I think it has something to do with, uh, you know, it's it's that moment. It's the, That's the part of this moment that I noticed, is because we know that the espers are going to use her as a, as a tool some point in the future. But this is the moment where Kyoko actually becomes aware of her. And I think she does that because she's in a heightened state of stress, uh-huh. and that that bit that bit of recognition that you notice might actually be the put point that puts her energy level high enough for Kyoko to see it. Right. right. And it, yeah, that's that sounds logical. 
Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that, sorry. That tracks. No, no. I'm, yeah. I, I mean, because <laughs> they've, a few minutes ago, they had this whole Tetsuo thing going on. So, like, probably her radar is on. Yeah. And she picks up on, oh, there's some crazy shit going on in the sewers down there, too. Let's uh, see what's going on. Yeah, what's that, what's that about? Yeah, yeah, like she's she's actively monitoring something. We don't really know what, but there's enough of a psychic peak right there at that moment that it draws her attention. Yeah, which kind of indicates that Kay is special in ways that we weren't you know, originally aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Because like, this recurs through the rest of the movie. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah, it reminds me of another movie I was watching where this... Uh, this uh, character meets this small, wrinkled person and then starts having <laughs> these strange visions. It's like something out of a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, this the same character is apprehended and strapped down and probed. And then after that, like their powers just become increased. Oh, that small, wrinkled character. I'm causing, okay. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm of course talking about Ray. In The Force Awakens. <laughs> and Maz Kanata. After she meets Maz Kanata. <laughs> of yeah. course, right, yes. Not Yoda or E.T., no. Yes, so it's it's kind of like, you know, Tetsuo rises as the dark, the darkness rises. To meet him. Or, and yeah. light to meet it, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Something like that. Beautiful. All of this has happened before, and all of it will happen again. Well, that I'll buy into. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Tetsuo's midichlorian count is. <laughs> oh, man. You just well, ruined it for be... everyone. Stop it. <laughs> it's got to be it's even higher than... my childhood. <laughs> it's even higher than Master Masaru's. <laughs> <laughs> so it's another delightful shot. As they're flying out of the tunnel, we get the, the classic camera into the mouth shot, which uh, I think is something you don't see in live action movies very often. So, but it seems difficult. Yeah, yeah. Without a lot of CG trickery, and I think in a live action movie, people would just be like, "Well, that was weird. Why did they do that?" But it feels like it happens in anime a lot. It's. uh, I think this happens. We the fans expect it. We expect it. (laughs) Where's my mouth shot? (laughs) Gotta get that uvula. (laughs) It's uh like, don't they do this in the uh, the opening of? Dragon Ball Z, I think when Goku and Gohan are riding on their cloud and they ride toward the camera, I think it goes right into Goku's mouth. That sounds reasonable, yeah. I'm still only on Dragon Ball, so I don't don't know if this is he yet. Well, you're going to love it. (laughs) Just watch it once, though. Only once. (laughs) Or again and again and again and again. No! Yeah, so uh, do we know? So we get the more shots of the water park. Yes. <laughs> with, with the sewage falls. It, it looks like a really pleasant place, you know? This is, yeah. What is such a weird structure? Which part of Final Fantasy VII to rip this, this off? <laughs> you know, I when I saw the, something about the sort of like glinty and grungy at the same time art style of this that reminds me of a lot of the... Well, I was going to say older, but it's probably contemporary to this time. Kind of Euro heavy metal style comics. Um, this is a very, very common. It just looks like a lot of I'm thinking of like um, some stuff out of out of the Inkle or the Meta Barons kind of stuff from from uh, heavy metal. If you're familiar the with Mobius that stuff, stuff. Um, it, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of Mobius stuff that looks like that too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, you know, it's offset by these waterfalls of sewage coming down into your uh, <laughs> cable run. But yeah, it's 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 a it's a very you know it's got that techno beautiful but still sort of run down and abandoned look all at the same time. I I, I like it. Yeah, me too. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I would the, definitely... The color palette. I could definitely see some yeah. uh, sewage waterfalls in the Incal. <laughs> that would not yeah, be out yeah, of place. Sure. <laughs> yeah. The thing about it that, that gets me the most is just the, the sense of space and, and yeah. the, the fact that they're tiny in here and that you can feel them moving through it and you know everything was so fast in the confines of the tunnel. And now they're out here and they're having trouble but it's very lazy compared to the trouble they were having before. Yeah, like, at least we don't know how to fly this thing, but at least we're not going to crash into a wall that's, like, three feet away from us, right? <laughs> right. We got yeah. a few seconds. <laughs> yeah, we got got some breathing room. First, we got to figure out the safety strap, and then... <laughs> right. And it's more wide open, so it probably doesn't smell as much like shit, like, out mm. up in the air right there. So that's, that's a plus always, too, when things don't smell like shit. Yeah, but the colors too, like this kind of a lot of reds and greens, but like dark reds yeah, and greens. The colors um, on the, of their clothes change too, slightly. Yeah, and the, there's a lot of actual light, yeah. but none of it's bright. So each each reflection is is basically sending you know either red or green light towards an orange surface, and so they're trying to mimic that by changing the the color right. palette of the of the characters. Right. So yeah, orange picks up a lot of weird stuff when you shine light <laughs> on it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. It kind of reminds me, too, of old NES games where they, uh, I don't know, something like, where, where for example, the bat. Somebody set us up the bomb. <laughs> it looks like the uh, that opening from, uh, I don't even know the name of the game, but it's from the All Your, ba- yeah. all your Base or Belong to Us. Game. Oh, right. Well, that, yeah, I don't, I don't know that, what game that is either, but totally that vibe. Or I'm thinking of something like... Particularly movie adaptations like the uh, like Akira, like the Batman game. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that one. Um, <laughs> like the Batman game for NES, but it has like, and it has that same feel because it feels like you're in these cavernous rooms of just like technology doodads on the wall. Where, and that's what I love like about those games, and with the music where they're like the creators were trying to represent something in reality or at least like something from a movie but it ended up being like for the kids who played those games that they just created a new type of reality or a new type of music that so in trying to represent something else in a like a limited form on that hardware they ended up like creating a whole new world for us right i think it's because we were young and uh we didn't have references for what we were looking at so we were just making that crap up on the fly right yeah (laughs) So, so what is that? But that thing looks like a panel of some sort. I think those are <laughs> buttons, and I bet you it does something back there. Yeah, totally. And that just and that that was my image of like sci-fi stuff. It's these like bonkers, nonsensically vast rooms <laughs> for yep. some reason. Because you can. And that was just because of the way they had to the way they had to illustrate the background and stuff. And so again, this minute is like chock full of stuff that really speaks to me. Because I love this whole cavern, and plus, as a bonus, you know, kind of reminds me of the, the Death Star shaft yeah. too. So hmm. I love yeah, shafts. It's a little large for the Death Star shaft. Uh, seems like it'd be real easy to fly the Falcon through this one. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't know two meters. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, that bike is less than two meters. That's <laughs> uh, not bigger than Wamparets. They're not bigger than what two meters. I do like uh, Todd. There's something you said earlier about the the sense of space and the and the the falling feeling that they portray. You know, we know that they're out of control before you get to the point of Canada talking to his hover bike speeder thingy, whatever we're calling it. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you see them sort of fall out of the pipe when they come out of it. And then there's that great shot of them sort of rounding one of the round things <laughs> is we don't really know what this is. But it reminds me of like being on an old wooden roller coaster that's sort of like coming around the bend to go oh, back yeah. up the hill or whatever. It's uh, mm, yeah, it, nice. it's it feels very much falling and out of control. Yeah. When they're zooming down, uh, like about second 34, when they're zooming down before they get to that little patio thing, there's on the right hand side, there's like a pipe that looks like a, a three fingered hand. Mm. Yeah. yeah, this I gotta when say. They, when they first uh, come out of the pipe yeah, and, exactly, they, yeah. and they, they, they finish that barrel roll, exactly. there's, a, there's a set of lights that there's like a door that's rect- uh, square and then a couple of square lights above it. It just looks like a face with an open yes. mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, pan down, and it looks like yeah, hand. And then you get that nice little balcony slash patio. Yeah, set up a grill there. Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Give me a couple of chairs and a cooler. We're good to go. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, personally, obviously, you can tell by now, but like, this is the place where I would fucking love to have a barbecue. (laughs) I'd just be in heaven, (laughs) except for the smell of sewage. Yeah, Yeah, it's far enough away. You might not. You might not smell it. Yeah, we get a big fan going there too. So if you're down working and the cable runs all day, it's going to take you forever to get topside for, to get lunch. So you know, you bring the hibachi down. <laughs> oh yeah, you and the other cable run workers, you and fifty-seven and fifty-eight, if they were still alive, <laughs> would uh, you know cook up a little <laughs> grilled meats for lunch. Yeah, yeah, some yakitori, sure. Ah, yeah, oh Sounds yeah, good. get some kushis going, then. Uh, just close that door if some stormtroopers start running in behind there. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you blast the lock, though. No, I think I just extend the bridge. It. Press the yeah, push the button to extend the bridge before you blast it. No, there's no, no lock. There's yes. no time for that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's minute fifty-seven. Any other thoughts? Just the um, when the the music. This is still the uh, exiting still the, the underground fortress. The, when it kind of. Yes. comes to a crescendo here it's got a real strong blue man group vibe oh yeah man i can yeah. see that nice yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is not a bad thing i'm you know like no i'm a fan yeah it's like the canada mandelbrot <laughs> opening canada brought okay i'll, I'll stop ouch <laughs> <laughs> so workshop that for a little more <laughs> yeah we'll workshop it all right well uh can you guys come back tomorrow i think i can do that what's well, tomorrow wednesday yeah. Tomorrow's Wednesday. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, listeners, we'll help you'll join us as well for the next episode of Akira, Akira Minute. Minute.